Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Rook with Ken Beadle Paradigm Futures, and we are seeing a lot of red on the board in grain and livestock futures this morning. And Ken, thanks for being with us. Talk about where the risk off is coming from this morning. Oh, it's coming from a couple of places. Uh, we can start with overnight news from China, where a large firm, uh, Evergrande, a uh, large real estate development firm, which has been in trouble for a very long time, uh, but was told by a Hong Kong court uh, that they needed to liquidate. And uh, of course, this is putting fear that uh, the Chinese economy may uh, dip significantly and that somehow the, that uh, economic dip may have some impact on uh, demand for agricultural commodities uh, from the United States. So that's the first one. Of course, we've got Red Sea escalation going on as well uh, with a drone attack on U.S. forces that um, could have some impact on shipping in the Red Sea. This is, you know, uh, another unfortunate occurrence that uh, the market is trading today. And I think it adds to the whole risk off uh, attitude that the markets have this morning. And then finally, uh, in soybeans specifically, you know, we've had a fairly sizable decline in uh, Brazilian soybean premiums, which is not unnormal for harvest time. Uh, however, uh, there was chatter on Friday that we may have a large enough spread between the U.S. Gulf and Brazilian premiums that uh, that there might be an arbitrage that has opened up uh, to bring Brazilian beans into the United States. Now, some of that spread um, very likely has to do with, you know, the higher shipping off the Gulf that we have that the that the South America doesn't have to deal with. But in any case, um, you know, that was the rumor uh, this weekend. Uh, also on Twitter, there was uh, uh, an entity who said that that trade actually took place. Um, I'm having a hard time getting any confirmation about it. Some of my best sources are not willing to confirm that that trade took place. However, uh, that's what uh, uh, the market seems to want to trade here today. Yeah, I was going to say, unfortunately, the market often trades these rumors and that I heard that on Friday as well. So obviously the sell-off on Friday in the soybeans and the meal market kind of took it in the chin. And now let's talk about where we are from a technical standpoint we do have soybeans down below the $12 long-term support area, and we've kind of tested lows here in wheat and corn, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Um, you know, I go back to some of last summer's lows in the bean market, which were actually in the mid $11 area. And I think that's where the major support now resides. But, you know, we make a new low for the move. That's um, certainly disappointing, especially after uh, the first three days of last week when we were, you know, in the midst of a you know, fairly sizable bounce. Um, the, uh, you know, the, it, it's the corn market as well uh, is uh, back down trying to test the lows that were made last week. We haven't got there yet, but we're within a penny. Um, and of course, December corn now uh, is pushing back up against $4.70. Um, and our, anything underneath that would be a new low for the move. Um, technically, it's just very, uh, um, you know, very bearish looking, you know, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I do have some concerns about the fact that all of these prices that are being shown, the American producer, are uh, probably below cost of production. Um, 
And of course, you do have a very large speculative uh, presence uh, from the market. I did some math this morning, and if you combine the shorts in corn, beans, meal, oil, and the three wheat contracts, this is the largest short that we've had in history with one exception, and that was the middle of 2019 uh, during the midst of the, uh, uh, the trade war with the Chinese. Yeah, but we need a catalyst to get them to move out of those short positions. But yeah. uh, to your point, they have a lot of powder if we get something or if they just decide they don't want to be that short anymore. Uh, cool. you, you, As far as the wheat market, um, kind of sad to see we had some higher weekly closes last week. Do you think some of the pressure there is coming from the Middle East escalation in the fact that maybe shipping has been compromised or is that even a, a thought right now? Yeah, well, if you were going to uh, come up with something, and it, and sometimes in these risk-off days, it seems like we're just searching for you know fundamental reasons. Um, you know, granted, our world wheat balance sheet is still adequate, and granted, uh, wheat prices are still higher than they were um, during that period of time from say 2014 through you know 2018 thereabouts when prices you know, were in at lower range. But um, uh, we've actually dropped down into an area that has been stimulative for demand. We've seen Egypt show up for uh, wheat on a few occasions when Chicago March is dipped below six bucks. Obviously we saw the Chinese come for US soft red at the same time, um, but we're just having a hard time uh, building on any sort of uh, um, bullish technical activity. Last week, we were above the 50 and the 100 day in Chicago and uh, and then pretty much gave all of that back here on Thursday and Friday. Yeah, that's why I said it's kind of disheartening. What about uh, the cattle market? There's another market that went up and made 50% retracement levels are pretty close in both live and feeder cattle futures. So today, is this risk off or just some profit taking or both? A little bit of risk off, probably a little bit of hedging from, uh, um, you know, the cattlemen who uh, with, uh, uh, you know, lower corn um, and, uh, you know, this big run in cattle probably see the ability to, to lock down some margin. Um, feeder cattle are lower today and by a little bit larger amount. So that's helpful as well uh, to that cattle crush margin. Um, but, you know, some of this is just risk off, you know, we're... Uh, absolutely, um, you know, getting selling across the commodity space. Uh, and I think, you know, worries about China are probably key in that uh, in that sell off. Yeah, no doubt they have been a big buyer of beef here um, this year and last year. So certainly that is a concern. All right. What about the hog market? Is that China as well? The pullback there? Yeah. And honestly, if you look at uh, at hog prices here this morning, they are down very modestly. Uh, only 15 to 30 cents with the August contract currently up a couple of points. Um, I think that, uh, you know, you had a really good uh, week of cash trade. Uh, you've got the CME index turning higher. Uh, you've got uh, national carcass base price turning higher. Um, this, these are all things that happen seasonally. And, and you can make the point that uh, oftentimes uh, the futures market does have some of that uh, turn priced in. Um, and uh you know but it but we did have a really good technical week um was looking at the june and the july summer contracts who which broke out of a uh sideways eight week trading range as well as a broader 12 week trading range and closed below a, a major downtrend line 
Um, you know, it feels to me like this is just going to is corrective in nature right now, uh, waiting to see whether or not uh, uh, the cash confirms that we need to be higher. No doubt. Uh, the April even was up over $5 for the week. So you can certainly argue a little bit of profit taking. I have to wonder, you know, the hogs may have followed cattle a little bit last week. And so we have that cattle inventory report coming out here on Wednesday. If we get a bullish bid out of that whole thing, is it likely hogs will just follow cattle or not? Well, they're, you know, still from a uh, um, standpoint of, you know, cost per pound and, and uh, you know, they're a, certainly a value meat in the meat case right now. And, um, you know, we've had a nice correction in cattle, but starting to put, uh, put some gains back on. And uh, if you do get a, a more friendly report on Wednesday, um, which many people are expecting, frankly, uh, you can make the case that we might uh, uh, try to retest the highs in cattle. I certainly think that this 50% move is was the one that we were looking for, and I think we could get to even a 62% retracement, uh, but we would probably need a confirmation of lower inventory on Wednesday to get beyond that. Yeah, yeah, I know you talked about that 50% retracement for sure as a target or an objective. All right, yeah. thanks so much, Kent Beadle with Paradigm Futures. Remember, futures and options do have a risk of substantial loss and are not suitable for all investors. That is Markets Now.